This is the Data Privacy Detective. Today, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence, AI, and data privacy, and what they have to do with one another. And with us today, as my guest, is Vinay. And Vinay, you're the CEO of Vinay Kumar. Vinay, you're the CEO and the founder of Aria.ai. This has to do with uh, the AI cloud and, and what makes for safe and responsible uh, AI. And, and, and I know you have a both a bachelor and master's degree from IIT uh, Bombay or Mumbai, and you wrote a thesis on deep learning. So it's 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 very good to have you with us today. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me today. Well, thanks for joining us. Now, Aria XAI is a an ML observability tool that helps ensure that AI, artificial intelligence, is explainable, safe, and scalable. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But let me start with this question, Vinay. What do artificial intelligence and data privacy have to do with each other? Thanks, Joe. I think uh, uh, the AI is actually built on data sets. So data sets are either uh, private or public data sources, right? Uh, so in recent times, we have been talking about responsible way of gathering training data sets. Uh, so for example, when I build a model, uh, am I building a model based on private data or public data? How is this training data has been gathered, right? Yeah, While let's, let's uh, for our listeners here, let's take it a step at a time. So AI, the whole idea of AI is, is, is that machine tools can go out and gather data from millions of people and then begin ultimately to make predictions about this set or the other thing. Uh, and so that, that's you're talking about gathering of public data and then also uh, private data that a company may properly have, right? Correct, Joe. So let's say somebody has built a model and they have used my data, uh, but I have not given the consent for them to give the data. So that's clearly a data uh, 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 you know, violation, right? So this is one kind of problem uh, to build AI where there could be data privacy violations. Second problem that AI has is data leakage problem. So what that means is, for example, you may have seen uh, all this generative AI, either on the image generation or you know, text generation. If, if you have not trained your models properly, uh, the models can start leaking sensitive data, which is private to, uh, to these customers. For example, there were many examples where uh, OpenAI or uh, ChatGPT has been leaking some sensitive information on certain customers. So AI and data privacy goes hand in hand. Uh, it starts with how you have collected the data and then how the models have been built such that they don't leak uh, your sensitive information. Right. And then part, as you say, uh, we don't really know what an AI machine knows about us. Uh, and some of it's public data and some of it's private data and some may be hacked data. We really have no idea. And, and, and then it applies to us if we get a credit card or if we're underwritten for life insurance or uh, how we invest with a financial services company, correct? Correct. Uh, so this, this is a very growing problem nowadays, uh, given that there is a clear guidelines on uh, data protection laws across geographies. I think uh, this is going to become very serious in terms of uh, how these models have been built and probably uh, uh, the, the owners of this model should have to give a certification or clarification on how the data has been collected and how it has been used and all. So I think uh, uh, this is a very, very realistic uh, problem to scale AI. It's really very interesting too, from a data privacy standpoint, because as you say, there can be a leakage of information about us that we have nothing, uh, we haven't consented to it, we know nothing about it, and it ends up hurting us. But there's sort of a flip side to privacy sometimes people don't think about, and that is something can happen to us that invades how we live our life, 
I'll give you one example. In April of 2023, uh, a person who banked with Chase, one of America's great uh, banks and uh, credit card companies, uh, suddenly couldn't use his card at a restaurant and got bumped off because the AI said there was a suspicious activity. It turned out that nothing wrong with what he'd done. But this is another, you know, it's really kind of a two-sided thing, isn't it? Well, let me ask you this, Vinay. Your company offers an ML observability tool. And let's, uh, for our listeners, think, well, what is this ML observability? Uh, let me see if I get it right. I think it's the practice of obtaining a deep understanding of a model's performance across all stages of the model's development cycle. Did I get it? Did I get it right? Correct, John. So a more mature ML observability uh, will have all the components uh, that will not only help you to monitor it, but also explain it, for example, or audit it, or manage uh, the AI usage risk. For example, you just gave me an example, right, where a customer wasn't able to uh, use their uh, products, which is the credit card in this case. That's a risk, right? Uh, I'm using a model in production. What happens if it fails? Uh, so ML observability uh, as, a, uh, as a mature component should help the users to address all these problems, should help them uh, to explain it, uh, to audit it, uh, and manage the usage of uh, AI models uh, in production. Now, is this sometimes what we call the black box problem within artificial intelligence, or is that a little different? Uh, it's the same. So explainability, right? Uh, for example, uh, okay, so um, uh, some AI ML model has made a prediction. Now, would you trust the prediction on the face of it without, uh, without understanding how the model has functioned? For example, let's say you're using an AI model in uh, medical diagnosis. And the model is suggesting you to treat with uh, some chemotherapy treatment. But if it is not giving you any explanation, uh, that becomes a really non-trustable kind of uh, system because I cannot understand what exactly is happening inside the system and or how it has arrived to this decision. So such black box nature of uh, AI should be, uh, 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 you know, should, should be made more transparent. So that's where ML observability tools can help the users uh, to explain them. And the other problem that uh, we face today is uh, explain, uh, creating explanations in a manner that everybody can understand. For example, uh, there are certain practices today where people can generate explanations, but only a data scientist can understand that. But uh, the usage of these models is pretty much universal, right? Anybody can use these models. Uh, if that's the case, then uh, it has to be understandable by any any stakeholder, not just the creators, but everybody else. So this is the complexities of uh, ML observability, uh, which is black box problems, uh, usage risks, auditability, and those kind of uh, problems with the AI. Yeah, and if you talk, if you take the example I gave you, the fellow whose credit card got declined, even his bank account was frozen briefly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a terrible thing to have happen, isn't it? I mean, that could have affected that person in many different ways. And yet, as far as I know, maybe India is different from the United States. There's no law that requires an AI machine to notify someone. By the way, we think you might have engaged in suspicious activity. And so if you don't call us and straighten this out, then 24 hours from now, we may do something. You see, So it's a different way of thinking about how we regulate this. Well, exactly. let me ask you uh, this. I'm sorry, go ahead, Vinay. Yes, uh, I think one of the reasons why we do not have clear regulations is also because this is a new age problem, right? Uh, these processes sure are is. new. Uh, 
like how do uh, like how do we foresee these problems while the regulations are picking up uh, but i think it's it's a long way before we have a matured regulatory framework for this and in any country and then to think about a global uh, yeah. harmonized rule i think we're decades away from that we'll find out but let me ask you this now your company offers an ml observability tool T- tell us a little bit about what that is what it does and and why this makes sense uh, so what what we are trying to solve is uh, you know currently people are building multiple ai ml models today uh, using uh, open source MLOps tools or uh, subscribed to premium MLOps tools, uh, there is a tremendous focus on building models, but uh, there is little to uh, less focus on uh, uh, making them uh, responsible, explainable, and auditable. So that's the problem that we are trying to solve today. Uh, you being the enterprise or data science uh, guy, focus on building the models. We can help you to explain them. We can help you to audit them. We can help you to monitor them as a simple plug and play kind of tool such that uh, you continue to focus on manufacturing models. We continue to make them uh, uh, responsible and acceptable to a larger stakeholders. So we are in the game of making ML acceptable uh, to all stakeholders in the uh, in the process, including the society as well. So I think uh, from that point of view, we are solving a very, very important problem for uh, the future of AI. Uh, which is acceptance of AI, right? So we do not want any wrongdoings. We do not want any Skynets uh, in production. So we hope to uh, solve them at the point of source, at the point of publishing uh, by creating this ML observability framework. And this helps both the business that is minimizing the risk of data leakage, but also misuse or mistakes, I'll just call it, uh, as to individual individuals, but also transparency to the individual whose rights are at stake, correct? Exactly. I think uh, given there is a lot of demand today, uh, ML acceptance, AI acceptance is going to be a big problem, right? Uh, acceptance is everybody should under, uh, should accept, okay, this outcome I can agree with. Uh, this everybody is including governance, uh, including a, a normal customer or the enterprise data science operations guy. These are more uh, premium layer. Uh, so there have to be a, a common understanding on uh, uh, what it is doing. Uh, is it helping me in what direction and all of that? So I think this is a very, very uh, important problem uh, for adoption of uh, uh, AI going forward. And as governments think about, well, how do we regulate uh, without overdoing yeah. it? It's always a balance, isn't it, for a government? Uh, how, how do I continue commerce to evolve, for innovation to happen, but to do it in a way that doesn't hurt people? It's always a challenge. And as they do it, uh, really, it's a suggestion that we think about this now rather than later. It's a little bit the way data breach became the way we approached data privacy. And now it's more, no, how, how can we build hardware and software that minimizes uh, the, the leakage of data and the theft of identities? And you're saying this is what we ought to be thinking about in part with artificial Absolutely. intelligence. Yes. So AI, in, in creating such scalable AI governance, there are multiple parties. Uh, of course, there is uh, the governing bodies. Uh, I think uh, it will start with self-regulation to begin with, right, before the regulations catch up. Uh, so self-regulation or self-governance, uh, uh, you need a framework to do that. Uh, I, I think we are, we are bridging that gap uh, from that point of view as well. Uh, we help to uh, organize and uh, implement such self-governing tactics such that uh, you know you're not overdoing before the regulations comes into play uh, like that could also be a problem for the businesses as well right uh, they may go forward with some assumptions which may not be uh, 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 acceptable to everyone 
so instead of that, they can start regulating and they can start be responsible. They can start be uh, deploying safe AI. Well, Vinay, that's excellent advice. And you've taken us on a, a tour of what few of us understand, really. The, what we've called the black box of AI. We need to understand it. What's in the box, what comes out of it, how we deal with it. And you've really helped us today. So thank you very much. Any any final words for our listeners today? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think uh, we are in the beginning of a big transition, uh, a technology transition, which is software is becoming more uh, of, uh, uh, you know, if you call it a software for 4.0 or 5.0, which is pretty much uh, program-driven, uh, models-driven programming, rather simply programming. Uh, in such transition, we are going to see enormous amount of, uh, uh, you know, transition from the usual way of communicating uh, with machines or data to a very uh, natural way of communicating, uh, communicating with the machines and the data. Uh, in such transition, uh, I'm sure there would be a lot of expertise uh, that will be, uh, you know, uh, that, that will be augmented all the export functions and everything. For this to happen in a really uh, acceptable and really, uh, uh, you know, for a future uh, uh, generations, which is uh, safe and uh, acceptable manner, uh, we need to think of uh, the 360 degree of, uh, 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 you know, deployment, which is not simply publishing models, but also on regulating them as well. So these two pieces goes hand in hand. Uh, this is something like, you know, red pill and blue pill, right? You need both of them. Uh, you need a, a very uh, scalable uh, society along with regulations, along with governance uh, for a prospective country or uh, governance. So this is what we are hoping to achieve as well. Uh, while there is a lot of focus on uh, achieving this transition, but it has to be safe. It has to be responsible. Uh, then only we could see that uh, the future generations are benefiting out of uh, what we are doing today. For that to happen, uh, everybody has to th think and rethink of uh, how to uh, get these strategies done and how to uh, roll out such nuances uh, uh, to become scalable. We hope, uh, uh, you know, while the while the industry is uh, uh, solving these problems, they may they may solve this problem uh, well enough so that it's not creating any kind of intermediate troubles or challenges for the societies or the organizations. Well, Vinay, thank you very much for joining us. A lot for all of us to think about. AI, data privacy, and continuing innovation in the technology world that we live in. As always, I will close by reminding us all, protecting your personal data begins with you. Music.